0: everybody and welcome back to another episode of Techless Radio. And if you are joining me this week, I appreciate it first and foremost, but welcome to part two of my conversation with David as we continue disaster dates. Now this particular episode I wanted to break up from last week's episode so that you all could really hear our message versus our call to action. So in this segment, David and I will be giving you all the preliminary questions you should be asking someone before you say yes to that first date. Because if you do a better job interviewing, maybe you wouldn't end up on a date with Cheesecake Factory Woman and Oyster Girl. So here's part two. Enjoy. That wine is kicking my ass like a fire, like a fire, like a, like a speed round. Like I want us to fire off like in a speed round, preliminary questions. You got to ask your partner or your potential partner before you go down the, down the aisle with them, before you go on that vacation with them, before you take the condom off, before you put them post them on Instagram, I want us to do, like, a little speed round of, like, question, 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 question. question. Just kind of, like, go back and forth. All right.
1: On. You want to start?
0: I'm going to start. All right. Okay. Preliminary question number one. When was the last time you were tested, and can I get a copy of your STD results? Period. Period.
1: Period. I was us and- telling somebody that?
0: Mm-hmm. and here's the thing i don't care what the fuck y'all say about me or what y'all think about me but i carry my results around and i'm ready to airdrop them to whoever and if you're not on the same yes. and if you're not on the same shit then baby we're not getting the fuck down sorry
1: period uh preliminary question number two is how many children do you have? how many kids do you have and how many mothers exist in that space Ooh,
0: because the kids don't be matching up to the mothers. And that is boy math right there. That is boy math right there.
1: Cause listen, if you got, and I'm saying this, if I was a woman and you got two kids by two different women, unless it's a, and I'm gonna ask questions that I need to know, but I'm no shade. That's a red flag for me. Cause I'm not gonna be baby mama number three.
0: Absolutely. The fuck not. Actually I'm in a space right now where I don't even want to date people with children. That's really where I'm at with it right now. Preliminary question number three. If you received $10,000 tomorrow, what is the first thing you would do with it? Because I need to know how you move money.
1: money. I need to know how you operate.
0: Yes, baby. I need a little financial literacy. (laughs) (laughs) So now you got some debt you need to pay off. Is it Willie with the big Billy that's coming for your neck because you got some gambling debts you need to settle? Okay. Like, if you had, if you had ten thousand dollars, what's what's the first thing you would do? And I need to know your answer because I need to know how you I need to know how you operate with money.
1: Listen, um, I strangely think a good preliminary question is what's the fav- your favorite apartment that you had and why? Be-
0: why?
1: So because I, I think asking this question helps you understand a, per- a person's mindset around their living spaces. Right? Because I think for me, I was just telling my partner, there will never be a space that I don't want to share space with my partner, especially if we've been together a certain amount of time. So say you have a person like, oh, I'm a minimalist. I don't need nothing but a bed, a couch, and a TV. In my favorite place that I lived at with this place where I spent $500 a month and, I, you know, I had all the stuff I needed and I was able to travel and blah, 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 blah. That lets me know where your mindset is. That let me know that you're willing to compromise and have a decent living arrangement so that we can still accomplish things that we want to accomplish, like travel, whether we want to invest in businesses. I, that gives me a space similar to where you are, financial literacy. Where you at with how you, you maneuver through the world. Exactly. It, because it don't sound like that's what I want out of it, but that's what I'm getting out of it exactly how resourceful are you like my first apartment was 500 dollars a month half my shit came from h&m when i was working they did an alexander wang launch bitch and i took ha- all those display cases and shit and turned it into shit to make a to set up my living room space
0: man i'm not gonna lie i i am the queen of a thrift store of a white elephant of a garage sale baby
1: because you want, because you want a creative person like me personally. I want a creative person like that. I don't want the person who got to have somebody come through and show you a bunch of catalogs. You make a, just, oh, that looks nice, I guess. No, I want to know. The I want to know how creative you are. Right. How, crafty, will... how resilient are you? Right. Sorry, how, next re- question.
0: how resilient, how resourceful? Cause baby, I will always be a high, low girl.
1: I will always
0: be a high, low girl. <laughs> okay. Okay, right. And I ain't no shame in my game, baby. It and never. I will have on Brandon Blackwood and Zara and Target at the same time. I don't get no fuck.
1: Listen. <laughs> let me let me tell you something. Vans are $65. Said,
0: right. And I wish you would say something about it.
1: <laughs> Listen. I was just telling somebody that, but next radical question though. I mean, next question though. That five. I, I think it's five. five it's still started. five. It's
0: five. Yes, yes. Baby, these numbers are going to just be fucking us up because
1: the, the <laughs> alcohol is hitting. <laughs> Ain't no law when you on that claw. What? Ain't no law when you on that claw. Baby, they need to hire your ass. <laughs> they, need to, <laughs> they need
0: to swoop you up. They need to...
1: Brand sponsorship right here. <laughs>
0: they need to swoop your ass up. mm I need to know a little about your parents. Are they married? Are they not married? If they broke up, how long have they been broken up? Are they still together? What was they ups? What was, what was they downs? Do you know your daddy? Do you know Are your mother? Friends? Are they still even friends? Are they even still cordial? Do they fucking hate each other's guts? Who's dead? If any. Um, and then what's your relationship with them? Like I feel, not even feel, it's just scientific evidence at this point that your relationship with your parents is going to tell you a lot about your future relationships with anyone else. That is essentially what molded you to be the person that you are. So me having so me having an understanding of that relationship is going to really let me know who you are as an individual.
1: And then I love your follow-up though of like, and what's your relationship with them? Because I want you to break down to me if, for example, if you have a relationship with your mom and your dad, I want to know that you are either close to them or, like, I will tell people all the time, like, hey, me and my mom went through a journey. Before my mom passed, she was one of my best friends, but it took us a while to get there. My mom wasn't the greatest mom. She was a great provider, but she wasn't emotionally supportive. But we got to a point where my mom is now emotionally supportive. I can go tell my mom I went on a date and we can kiki about my date. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you said, it's so important because I want to know how cuz I want to know what type of parent you're also going to be to our potential children cuz let me be very clear. I haven't hit the age where I cut off kids yet. Mhm. So if the idea that I even say you know what, yeah, let's actually do the kid thing. I want to know what type of parent you are. Actually, it also lets me know how you're going to love on me, too. So I think that's a great fucking question. A uh, preliminary preliminary question number 6 is have you been married? And ah! if you have, why did you get divorced?
0: Oh, I got experience with that one. And baby, that's a good one to ask because a lot of people have lived life.
1: And the thing is, people don't tell you these things.
0: Shockingly, they don't unless asked. They're like, well, you never asked. And I'm like, and hey, motherfucker, you, you didn't think to tell?
1: They never do. They never think I would to love tell. to know if you got married. I, Gay, straight, whatever. I would love to know if you got married before me. Yes. So, for example, my ex that I was talking about who almost got married, I was like, cool, y'all are at the point where you are shopping rings. What happened? How did he go from shopping rings to he was saying he's the most disgusting person on the planet? Ooh. The math ain't mathing.
0: Something going on. Boy math. Boy math. <laughs> and granted, it's not to necessarily say that it would completely deter what you and I may potentially have, but I just need to know... From a foundational aspect, when shit goes left, what's the first thing you do?
1: Because Listen, when I say I start asking deeper questions, like, did y'all go to counseling? Did y'all try to figure it out? This particular situation, based on what he shared, based on what he shared from his POV, I understand why he ended it. However, me having deeper context and knowing a person, I also was able to find the bullshit in what he was saying. Even when you don't say anything, I'll be knowing.
0: hmm hmm And they tell us that we're crazy. So I'm saying this to all people. When you are out dating and if something feels off, go with it. If but that per- mm. I got to cut
1: you off and say the caveat okay. to that, though, is don't mistake intuition with trauma.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Yes.
1: Don't mistake intuition with trauma, right? Or a trauma response, because you can be in a situation where things are going great and you're like, nope, something ain't right. Sometimes that is intuition and sometimes that's just a trauma response because you're not used to a motherfucker treating you right.
0: I mean, we just got done talking about one of our mutuals, having an individual do a self-saboteur on themselves because of their own trauma, their own projection. Baby, which is kind of like... How are you going to project onto me that I'm a size queen? <laughs> like, literally, had a situation where a friend of ours was like re- trying to talk to somebody or get to know somebody. So, we both have a mutual who just put on their story that they had a person say to them, That the reason that they did not pursue them or the reason why they did not express more interest is because they know that their dating history was of black men and they projected onto our mutual that they were a size queen. And for those who don't know, a size queen is somebody who gives a lot of concern and care and consideration to the size of the phallus, the penis. They (laughs) care about. They care about girth and length and width and smacking around. You know, they, mm-hmm. they rather care, you know, they care about
1: being disrespected.
0: The inches. They care about the <laughs> inches, baby. It's really not about the motion of the oceans for them. It's literally about how big that boat is. Those okay. Are your, those are your size queens. This particular person missed out on what could have been a really good relationship, friendship, whatever the fuck, because they assume that are mutual because they have dated black men in the past was a size queen and they had a little thing that wasn't big enough or they assumed it wasn't big enough. So they shut our, our mutual off. They didn't even pursue with them. And that's where it's kind of like, you really have to have a lot of confidence in yourself. You have to be prepared because like back to what you were saying, like you got to be good enough in you. You got to be strong enough within you. You got to have enough of your own self-confidence and your own self-resilience to even date. Because if you don't have enough of your own understanding and if you don't have your own traumas in in check, you will be like that person in our mutual situation where you could miss out on something really good because you didn't check your own bullshit at the door.
1: And that's why I said, make sure you know the difference between intuition and trauma. Mm -hmm. And I think in order to have, understand true intuition, not all the time, but most of the time, you need to have a level of self-awareness and control of yourself so that the intuition is real and it's not one of those things of like, oh, this is too good. Like, I hate the term, this is too good to be true. That's a trauma response. That's not intuition, babe. So
0: agree. So agree because... I got a little praise kink and in the back of my mind, I will never think that something that's happening to me is too good. Cause baby, honestly, I expect it. I'm, I'm worthy of it. Why haven't I received this beforehand to say the truth? This is, this is the standard now moving forward Okay, because I only expect the best.
1: What? <laughs> I told somebody through my dating experiences, I said through my dating experiences, there are certain things I will not ever allow to happen again. I said because somebody showed up and showed their motherfucking ass in the best way possible, you don't get to show me less. Nope. Again, understand the difference between intuition. Intuition is when you, it's not related to trauma. It's not related to a lack of, you can be sitting in your home, minding your business, not doing a goddamn thing. Well, you could be watching Charms, like I'm going to be doing after this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you just get a gut feeling something's off. You ain't got no reason to be thinking about this thing. That's going to be more closely aligned, in my opinion, with your intuition. When you're not sitting in something and thinking about what's wrong, when you are completely removed, and something pulls you in, like, wait, nope, something ain't right.
0: So you and you, you and it's number six.
1: Um, I were your grandparents in your life?
0: So this is preliminary dating question number six. Where are your grandparents in life?
1: No, where your, were your grandparents in your life? Where are
0: your grandparents in your life? Ooh, what's the basis?
1: Baby, because that's wisdom. Mm. That's a lineage. That's where you, because I think about you. And I think about your mother and your grandmother. And I think about how you talk about them, even just the visual aspect of it. We don't understand, like, our grandparents being in our life and showing us what life can look like at that space and time. It helps create aspiration. It helps create. And that's where you go to for the wisdom. That's what keeps your family lineage alive. That's what keeps your family history alive. That's where you learn those stories about what, how your grandmother and your grandfather got together, how your, what's led to your mama, what's led to you, and all these things. That helps me know that you're in tune with your spirituality. Because your, your grandparents go always keep you close to home always keep you close to home.
0: I feel that. I, I, I so feel that the honoring of your ancestors, how do you go about that? And it can be the ancestors that are living or your ancestors who have passed, but what is your perspective and your thought process around your ancestors that might even kind of tiptoe around the generational trauma that's specific to you and your family and if you've identified it and what you've done about
1: it. Listen, are you growing? Girl, speak on it.
0: Because a lot of people don't realize that one of the things you have to do as the future generation is just take a moment to step back, you know, back back in time and either honor your ancestors for what they have done to get you to where you are today Or you got to be the change your ancestors need to see and you need to do some things differently. You got to break some curses. You got to break some chains and just know that you got to add that to the repertoire things that you're doing in your daily day to day. And that comes with sitting down and getting with one's self. And I know that could be really woo woo for a lot of people. But if that spoke to you and that hits you somewhere, I hope that you do more research and you follow it. Yeah. All right, so what is this? Preliminary dating question number seven, and it's on me. I want to know what has been the best date in your mind that you have facilitated Mm. and the best date that you went on that someone facilitated for you. And this is why I asked that question. Because I want to know if you're a person that even takes initiative, that thinks about the little things, that already can put themselves in a mindset of consideration. Because unfortunately, and this is when you, and I feel like it's more so heterosexual men, but I don't want to just put it like necessarily on them. But I have come across a lot of men who typically have been heterosexual where they're they're immediately in the mindset of like, I don't celebrate birthdays. I don't celebrate big, uh, like big things. I don't go out and I celebrate my love on a day-to-day and I don't like celebrating Valentine's Day and all of this and that. And mind you, there are some girls that are okay with men who have that type of approach. Try. Like there are some girls that are out there that are okay with men who take that type of approach. But me, absolutely the fuck not. So if I ask that question and the best you came up with is you took Shorty to a steakhouse and you banged her out in the hotel after, then you're not going to be the person for me. And if no one in your dating history thought that you were worthy enough to do something for you, then that also lets me know that I need to be mindful of that experience. I'm not saying this for men or women to think that it means that you got to put so much money into it, but the consideration of the partner, what did they do with that? And if they don't have a good enough answer, baby, I'm exiting. Beat it. Beat it. (coughs) Exiting left.
1: I want to add to that. And before I give my next question, I think the other caveat to that is if a woman has not done that for a heterosexual man or even men in general, if your partner has never shown up for you that way, not only I think about work, but also think about what type of person are you that that is not how someone feels like that's how you need. Like that makes me question how you like to be loved. Because I think about things like you said, like if my my natural thing is I I'm that person. I will spoil you. I am thoughtful. I am all those things. When I tell you full disclosure, I had to tell somebody my current partner, we went to Jamaica. And I was like, Do you want to go? He was like, I don't know. I said, I will get your flight. Do you want to go? I've already paid for the hotel room because I was going to go. I paid for my flight. It's all inclusive. Do you want to go? And it wasn't even my man. Because
0: when they really like you, they're going to spoil you regardless, baby. No title included. No title included.
1: (laughs) He, listen, called me one day and was like, Oh, you haven't had an issue with such and such, somebody else that they were seeing. I was like, Cool. You want to go get something to eat because it sounded like you're having a bad day. So it ain't gotta be money, but I agree that if someone doesn't show up for you in that way, that also makes me question how you like to be loved. And that may not align with how I like to how I show love. Because what I'm not gonna do is not show up and spoil you and give you these things where there's a hot bath every once in a while. You know, give you a massage every once in a while, take you out, and be like, you ain't gotta worry about nothing. It's on me, babes. I know you've been having a hard time at work, sending you flowers on a random day. That's how I like to love. And if you don't appreciate that shit, where no one's ever done that for you, it does make you question if that's compatibility or not. True. True. Because I ain't going to be able to get jiggy with that.
0: Because some men, and 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 we got to, we going to talk about it. Some men are not accustomed to being loved. And I find that that can be an issue for a lot of people if they are not aware of that because I am the product of parents who are still together. They've been together for 34 years and the way that they love on one another speaks to their particular love language. But I know what it looks like to express love to your partner. And I want to be able to do that. And if you are not accustomed to love in any aspect, because you grew up in survival You grew up in a very harsh environment where love was at the bottom of concern. It was food and safety and getting to the next day and getting through gang violence and whatever the case may be. You have grown
1: from that.
0: Right. Because a lot of men are stuck in that because it, it it allows for them to have like a badge of honor to a certain extent to even have that. So a lot of them don't even mind moving past that because they feel like they get a badge of honor even having it. But I have noticed that if men are not gentle with themselves, those are typically men that I don't even want to be in spaces with. Because if you don't know how to love yourself, if you're not... How gentle, the hell are you going to love somebody else? Swear, if you don't know how to love... You gonna love somebody else, baby. Can I get an amen
1: up in here?
0: Amen. Mother RuPaul, mother RuPaul. Because okay. I need you to be so in love with you that you know how to love somebody else.
1: And also help me, and I think people, at least this is my thought, people don't think about this enough. I still firmly believe that you have to teach people how to love you as well.
0: I do this agree idea with that. Yeah.
1: That someone is going to come in meet you in the first two, three weeks, even the first three years and know exactly how to love is crazy. And people were like, girl, he didn't I he didn't do this. I'm like, did you express that to him? Well, no, I shouldn't have to. Mm-mm, no, that's the DeLulu
0: that we be talking about. The
1: DeLulu that so we talking about. So you're running around here dropping people for not... I said, how would... And I, again, I think about work and relationships the way I think about work. If you got a job and I said, hey, your job is to be a customer service rep. And I was like, hey, figure it out. But if you don't figure it out the right way, you're going to get fired. You're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're going to be like, "Um, give me some direction. What's the guidance? I don't know. Figure it out. You you should know. I shouldn't have to tell you how to be a customer service rep. So I shouldn't have to tell you how to be a boyfriend. No. Because he's had dating experiences prior to you. So I think that... A wonderful question. That's why I still think a preliminary question, a great preliminary question also could be. And I think it's number eight. Yes. Um, A great preliminary question, even though we just talked about how it's taboo. In any way, shape or form, ask about their past relationship experience. Who they were in those relationships. What did they gain from those relationships? Where are they at now in relation to those people in those relationships? Because that shit matters. When you meet somebody and you ask them about their past relationships, they're like, man, I had this old trash-ass bitch. Stop. He ain't the one. Because if that's how he go talk about somebody that he once loved, baby, he go dog
0: That is so true.
1: Oh, I ask, and I just sit back and listen. I, become, I am a terrible active listener at times, but I'm asking these questions, I become the best active listener. Because I'm listening to not only what you say, how you responded to it, where it takes you. Hey, like if I ask you, for example, a question about your parents, if you get to the space where you get real stoic and shut off, that says a lot to me. For example, my partner was like, he like when you talk about your mom, you light up. You
0: really he's do. Like, you he's like you I can really see
1: how do. much you love your mom. He's like, and that just makes me. He like it brings so much joy and excitement to me to see how much you light up talking about your mom.
0: You really do. You really light up when you talk about her. As crazy as y'all's relationship was,
1: you, baby, I love Geraldine. Okay, you, <laughs> that was <my> you, girl.
0: <laughs> you light up talking about her and her antics.
1: Cause that's my that was my girl. Okay, that was my girl. My biggest my biggest upset is that my partner won't ever get to meet her, like physically meet her and engage and listen to her. He gets to experience my family, so I'm thankful for that. But listen, but I say that to say what leads to my next preliminary question, or was it on you? I think it's on you. I think or it's on me
0: because it okay. was number, I think I might be number eight. Preliminary you are odd
1: numbers because you started.
0: So this must be nine. Okay. Damn. Okay. So preliminary question number nine. How would you define overall? Because I don't want people to feel like they have to be super in depth with this answer. But how would you describe overall your experience with sex and intimacy? Along with that. How would you rate your sexual experiences from a perspective of like they've been great? And I and I understand aftercare, I understand asking questions with my partner, I am consistent with being open and communicative with my partner I get tested regularly and the reason why I want to ask this question is because I know for me now at my big age that a sexual connection is important in my romantic relationship so me asking this question is for me to understand basically what are you me, into yes
1: what do you I'm- like to do because and I i would be like because I'm I like to say this because I love that question and I follow up with, I was like, I'm asking because I'm freaky. So I think that's a great fucking question, Brittany. Great yes. question.
0: Yes. Yes. Because honestly, it, it honestly is how you respond. Even if you're a heterosexual man and you're like, yeah, you know, doing booty things isn't really my stilo. That's fine. I expect for majority of them to say that, right? But the way that you talk about women that you do have sex with, if you talk about them in a, in an aspect of like, they're another notch on your belt. You be just knocking bitches down. All pussy feels the same. I mean, like, them, baby, Red I'm flags. talking to... I am talking to Community Dick right now. I am talking to Community Dick. <laughs> he probably hasn't even seen a STD clinic in God knows how long. Okay. And he's not going to value my body because he can't even value the partners that he has had. Because
1: he ain't valuing his body.
0: He's not valuing his body so I know for a fact he's not going to value mine because if you talk about women like they're conquests and they notched in the belt and you just knocking bitches down like pins at a bowling alley, then baby, I'm exiting stage left.
1: And not in that cliche as women bodies are beautiful. No. no, what's beautiful about a woman's body? If you say something like, oh, her titties and blah.
0: No,
1: you, you no. ain't real. I'm sorry. And I'm not, I'm not a woman. So maybe I don't have the right to say that. But no, you not real. Mm-mm. Like the men who are really serious about it they actually point out things that you will probably consider to be flaws. Like, no, I love a woman who's in her natural body. I love a way, if if you are comfortable, I'm comfortable. That's the man you want.
0: Exactly. Men who are out here looking for women to still have prepubescent bodies, worry me. Gross, gross. Worry me. If you out here thinking that women are supposed to be completely waxed No hair, no stretch mark, no fupa, no little saggy this or a little a little titty who's seen gravity a time or two. If you are the man that's out here looking at women's bodies and you go, "Eh," baby, put you uh, put his ass under the jail because that's a future predator right there.
1: If he ain't already doing it, if a man is requesting for you to do that, I personally find that to be gross.
0: It's a little weird.
1: Listen, that's a whole nother conversation, but I do. Right. This takes me, what you just said, though, it takes me to the conversation I was having with you offline of something I'm going to talk about later myself, of just the unhealthy relationship that we have to sex. Mm. Like little things like full transparency. My partner asked me, Do you want to have sex tonight recently? And do you know that I didn't know what the fuck to say? Why? Because I can't, I don't think I know of any time in my entire sexual experience that someone actually asked me if I want to have sex other than implying that we are going to or just taking a stab at it and seeing if it's going to happen. And it just further puts me in the space of understanding the unhealthy space that we, a lot of us have when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. something as simple as actual um, consent is foreign. My naturalists are like, yeah, of course I want to have sex with my partner. But I was like, should I say no? Is this a trick question? I was like, no, it's not a trick question, but why are you freaking out? And it just makes me think about that unhealthy relationship we have with sex. Men, I think men have the most unhealthy, the unhealthiest relationship to sex. Because... Women's bodies have been categorized to be utilized as notches on belts or just a thing to do. Or the idea that women are just around for procreation is weird. Um, Or the idea that women can't be as sexual as men. That's unhealthy. That's an unhealthy thought, an unhealthy belief. No matter how many she's been with before you, you're never going to know. There's nothing about her body that's going to say, yeah, I can tell that she's had 100 sexual partners. The only way you may somewhat potentially know, and I highly doubt you'll remember this long enough, if you were maybe the very first person she was with, and now you're the uh, one hundred and one, 101st person. Now you're like, ah, it's not quite the same as it was, because it shouldn't be, motherfucker, because it's a very different fucking experience for you now. But that doesn't mean that it's trash or that it's bad or any of those things. It's such an unhealthy relationship that men have to sex. Specifically, heterosexual men when it comes to women. Gay men have it too, but Listen, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, I think we're at preliminary question number 10.
0: I was getting to 10. Yeah. Wait, nine? Yeah, because you said I'm odd. So I if I'm nine, then yes. So
1: you coffee and I'm (laughs) Korean.
0: Freaking frack. (laughs) Okay. So yes, friend. Dating preliminary question number ten.
1: Okay. Um this one will have to throw you off a little bit. But how do you listen to music? Like, what about music is actually, like, what do you like about music? Is it the beat? Is it the lyrics? Is it the vocalist? Is it the instruments? How do you listen to music? Um, and the reason I say this, a friend of mine told me this a while back. He was like, y'all listen to music differently. He was like, you listen to the sounds, the beats, the energy, the vocalist. You, you're looking to feel something very deep rooted in all these things he was like and the person you're talking about listens to music on a surface level they just care about the beat and how it makes them feel and he was like that's how y'all communicate
0: you mm-hmm. go deep and you go granular
1: and you give all these things and they can't comprehend because that's not how they listen to music which means that's not how they actively listen so preliminary question number 10 is how do you listen to music
0: that is a good one that i never considered. The answer to that, having that connection, to give you foresight for future things with that person.
1: And let me tell you, in my personal experience, it's actually true.
0: Me giving a yeah. little, the little wrap up, right? Like we said, our ten preliminary dating questions, but this is not a conducive list. It's not a comprehensible list. It's not a exhaustive. I have to do exactly. This is not an exhaustive list of like what you have to do but this is in terms of maybe getting through the dating bullshit and not going on dates that are not going to serve us maybe ask some of these questions in the dating app in the text messages before you get the fuck up and waste all your gas and money
1: <sighs> listen i'm very much so ask I me mean what i said and said what i mean if I say we freak buddies, we freak buddies. Don't come in here telling me about your emotions, your feelings, because I don't care. I don't.
0: And are you communicating with your freak buddies that there is no emotional connection? So don't bring me, don't bring me no bad news. Yes.
1: Up. Yes, yes. One of my freak buddies gave me advice for my friend who had like temporary blindness. And he was like, Oh, yeah, I deal with that at work before. Tell him to do blah, 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 blah. I told my friend as soon as I hung up, I said, just for future reference, I probably won't ever be taking another call around you. I said, but if I do, please understand that that's a personal, private thing. And I do not need you commenting on because that's not our relationship. Okay. All right. My wrap up, I guess, is the best thing that you could ever do is get out of a situation before it's too late. If somebody dip off, if somebody ghosts you, all of that stuff that you find yourself getting mad about, they are doing you the best fucking service that anyone could ever give you by leaving you the fuck alone so that you can move on and find someone that you are actually compatible with who is not going to treat you badly because if a person ghosts you maybe they tell you all they need, all you need to know if you ask these questions they get upset or they get frustrated they can't answer if that's what's important to you beat it, exercise left and then come back like oh I forgot something exercise right if you need to it, we get it, You ain't, maybe it ain't a clean cutoff, but get out because the last thing you want to do is look up 2 3 years from now and you in a situationship because you keep telling yourself so something going to change or these people are going to be different people let you know how much change is actually going to come in those conversations if they if they strong and rigid and stood standing firm and grounded in some really weird things about themselves baby they not changing they are telling you in so many ways that they are not changing Don't go into no relationship thinking you're going to change somebody because you can't. only person you can change and control is yourself, everything, and everybody else. That's their business. Ask these questions. Get your answers. Know if y'all are compatible. Know if if they want to get married or not. Know if they want to have kids or not. If you hit me with some I don't know, cool. I'm in a space of I don't know either, so I can rock with that. But at a time when I did want kids and want marriage, if you hit me with I don't want no kids, there is no point for us to date. If you don't want marriage, there's no point for us to date. Cause for me, marriage is a is a business decision. I want to make sure if something happens to me that my partner will not have any issues taking care of things for themselves and for me. Everybody got we all everybody got at least one trash ass family member who will be on straight bullshit the moment something happens. It's an auntie, cousin, uncle, somebody who'll be asking where the money is. Protect time. yourself. Protect your partner. That's what that's how I see marriage now. I also believe in marriage for love. But if I get married for love, I ain't gotta have no ceremony either. Cause that's not for y'all, that's for us. But that is my te- that is my wrap up. Notice these flags, ask the questions, get your answers, and when, when they don't match and they don't sync up, get out. Don't be buddy taking somebody to cheesecake factory who's unappreciative of the fact that you're investing time and energy and actual money into getting to know her because that's what the fucking point of a date is, is to get to know each other. It's not for me to go ahead and spend all of my money to impress you with something I'm not going to be able to keep up.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much, Boo, for being here today, allowing for us, allowing for me to do a little deep dive with you on a lot of the shit that we saw but more so provide some actionable, solution-oriented perspectives to the conversation around dating. And it's horrible, horrible. Horrible. seen scenarios and situations. Thank yes. you so much. And thank you to everyone who joined us today and listened. And I will see you next Tuesday.
1: She's <laughs> loving hair grease, y'all.
0: Valentina.
1: It's me, Valentina. You got to do that.